0: And we're back. Welcome back to the Auto Authorities Podcast. My name is Jay, and this is Gerald, and we're coming to you live. Today, we are talking about the market updates, and it is heating up out there. Uh, craziness going on in the used car market. We're going to tell you what's really going on, not the stuff that the news is telling you. Are you ready to do this, Gerald? Sure. Let's go. Let's go. go. Have you ever felt like you were taken for a ride while buying, selling, or repairing your car? Well, not anymore. I'm Jay, and this is the podcast to tell you what to watch out for, whether you are buying, selling, or repairing your car. With over 26 years of automotive experience, we are the Auto Authorities. This podcast is sponsored by iAutoAgent.com. We're real estate agents for cars. Welcome back to the auto authorities podcast. I'm Jay. This is Gerald coming to you live and we are talking about market updates. It is heating up out there. There's all kinds of craziness with the UAW strikes, the used cars, the new cars. We're going to just sort all this out for you, not the stuff that you are hearing on the news. We're going to tell you the real reality. But before we do that, I want to thank our sponsors iautoagent.com at iautoagent where the I stands for integrity. They have two separate divisions. One division where they act as real estate agents for cars. They help individuals sell their vehicles, market, list, and show the vehicles at no cost. So you don't have to go meet strange people. You don't have to go to the dealer and you don't have to do it yourself. And they help you buy vehicles nationwide with the vehicle finder program. Simply go to iautoagent.com they will find your vehicle for you. They will deal with the dealer. They will make sure you have the best deal and you get to pick up the vehicle when you approve the deal. And then finally, you have the commercial division where they act as strategic partners for commercial companies with fleets. And they take care of the buying of the vehicles, finding that those really, really hard to find vehicle fleets, the selling of them for maximum profit. And also, of course, those tedious tasks like maintenance and dmv renewals and they allow the business owner
1: to focus on their business and gerald tell us a little bit about wrestling with sales sure hey uh as we're getting close now you're you're getting into the holiday season right well on wrestling with sales we talked with an interesting guest and you can see it on the air on the fired up sports network as well but i was joined by michael kingston he just spent a week at the New York Comic Convention. He has a series of graphic novels called Headlocked that are written by some of the top pro wrestlers in the world right now. It's a really neat product that you can search Headlocked, Tales from the Road on the social medias. Look at Michael Kingston. One of the current ones is written by Trinity she is the current Impact Women's Champion, used to be in the WWE. It's a musical-themed pro-wrestling graphic novel. You see her cover there, kind of based on the musical Chicago. He also had a chance to work with Adam Cole and Switchblade Jay White. So it's a, it's a pretty neat story about how he's making it go, using Kickstarter to self-fund it and all the work that goes into Creating that graphic novel because it's it's interesting to talk about the work that goes into being successful and why not talk about something that's that's kind of fun and interesting you can search it up on dealershiprescue.net or on youtube as well and watch it on the fired up sports network plus you can see our show on the shop plus network so just go to those free streaming apps uh the Samsung Plus, the TCL Plus, and you can find the channels right there. You kind of need just another way to reach out. It's awesome. Yeah, we're on TV, folks, the Shop Plus Network.
0: But the main thing that you want to do is go to YouTube right now and go to the auto authorities and click subscribe and click the notifications button. We are worldwide. We are getting a ton of views. We're bringing it to you live every single week and is raw and uncut. This is not like uh, like all these other podcasts that they have all these little editing. No, this is raw and uncut, and that's who we are. And if you want to watch us live, you can watch us live at 12 p.m. Tuesday on the Facebook group page called The Auto Authorities. You just click the join group button, and you can go on LinkedIn and watch us live and then finally, if you want to watch us on like, what, 19 different channels, you can just go to theautoauthorities.com. You can watch us or listen to us on iTunes, Google Podcast, Pandora, you name it. And you can even send us a wonderful message or a question that you may have. And we want to hear your comments, too, as we go through this, because we're going to hit these market updates pretty hard right now. And some of the stuff might be surprising. What are you uh,
1: what are you seeing out there? Let's start with the used cars, Gerald. Well, you know, the biggest thing is it's still a continuous, it's just a massive shortage of anything under fifteen thousand dollars. And this is this is fueled largely by that lack of inventory from the COVID period. I mean, just just simple math. There was over eight million less cars produced than would have been produced under normal circumstances since the COVID shutdowns. And that has had a dramatic effect on the number of used cars available. Remember, Jay, it used to be 15,000. That's what everybody was looking to spend on a used car. And it was okay because over half of the used cars sold in the country were under 15,000. So you could easily do it. Now, that's the percentage of used cars that are sold as of this year for under 15,000 in the country. Two. It went from 50 to 2. So almost a 98% drop in the amount of used cars available for under 15,000, which obviously contributed greatly to the average used car price now being something like $27,000. And when you calculate that in at an average used car APR of almost 10%, you get to a used car payment that's knocking on the door $600 a month. When reality is every customer that comes in asking for a used car payment, they want to be, and this hasn't changed since 1999, I want to be between 250 to 350 Okay, well, that car doesn't exist. It's mm-hmm. not out there. Mm-hmm. And they're not coming. So mm-hmm. all these different trends that you hear about factor together to create that shortage the average car on the road now is almost 14 years old almost 14 years old
0: people can't afford and that's the other thing too and not only is there a shortage of vehicles under 15 grand but what people want for under 15 grand and the mileage yeah and the year they're gonna get it's not what they're going to get if you want under fifteen thousand dollars. You're going to have over a hundred thousand mile, you know, vehicle for mm-hmm. the most part, and uh, it's it's probably going to be six to seven years old or more.
1: Oh, it'll be older than that. Yeah, I I think the average car you can find for under fifteen thousand is going to be right on the edge of being able to be financed. Oh yeah, 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 right, that's the other issue. Yeah. If the car's older than a twenty twelve, good luck getting it financed. Right. Maybe the brand that made that car if you're at a dealership if you're at a honda dealership you're at a chevy you're at a toyota maybe their captive financing arm toyota toyota honda gm financial they may do it but very few of any banks are going to finance a 12 year old car now yep so essentially those cars that are available for under fifteen they they're cash right of course the people that are looking to buy cars for under 15,000, they're not looking to pay cash. They're looking to finance it. So you're seeing a real huge disconnect in the market right now.
0: Here's the crazy thing too. I'm looking at a statistic. Uh, we, we subscribe to a lot of different um, statistical references and from an 819 of this year, the average list price on a used car in our region was twenty-nine thousand four forty-one in less than a month. I'm sorry, about a month, twenty-nine thousand seven forty-eight. But just those numbers are the average mm-hmm. for a used car. That's
1: insane. Yeah. Really almost double. Almost double what it was pre-COVID.
0: Yeah. And also, also in that same time, the days on the market, is sixty five point six, which means it's taking an average of sixty five point six days for those dealers to sell these cars, mm-hmm. which, which is telling us very simply, the people
1: want lower priced cars. Yeah, they're too expensive. Yeah. Because and just so just so you know, as a customer, hey one one thing that can actually legitimately help you in negotiating, because I think it's coming back now. Most of your national corporate-owned dealerships, their used car departments are on something called a 90-day hard turn, maybe a 120-day hard turn. What that means is that dealership needs to sell that used car within 90 or 120 days, either to a customer or by auction. Or the dealership, that local dealership, has to write down lower the value of the car to current market numbers and take that depreciation as a loss. So they're really motivated to sell those cars. When you go look at a used car, if you know what one you're looking at, get the Carfax. It's on their website. See what day the car was listed as available for sale and count the days up from there. If they've had it for less than 30 days, they're going to be confident asking for all the money on the car. If they've had it for over 45 days, they're probably pretty willing to deal on it. Mm -hmm. If they've had it for over 60 days, they want that car gone. And if it's going to hit 90 days by the end of the calendar month, you can offer virtually anything within reason, and you're probably going to be a buyer. So that is the single most important number For you to look at when you're negotiating a used car, the days on the lot. Suggested retail value almost doesn't matter because to that dealership, that thing is sitting there as a lost time bomb and they want it gone. Yeah. So if you get anywhere close to what they own it for, you buy that car.
0: Yeah, that's what we do in our vehicle finder program is we can handle all that for you. We always look at days on the market. We look at really you, you can't look at like so a lot of people like look at Kelly Blue Book and all this crap and they just have, just look at what the market is. Look at what dealers are asking for these these vehicles. Don't look at Kelly Blue Book. Don't look at those types of things because it's not going to be as accurate as actually seeing what the dealers are asking for the cars now. And if there is a big disparity where the dealer is asking a lot more than the other there there's probably a reason for that there they probably bought it like a while ago and they probably bought it for too much money and the things dropped and they're still trying to get their money sure. and gives you an opportunity to come in but you know some dealers are let's just uh, say that they're closed minded when it comes to so they, they they just are they want to sell it for that number and they're not willing to deal something.
1: Oh yeah, there, there's some locally owned, family owned dealerships. They'll keep the used cars for years. They, they don't care because they'll figure we'll sell it eventually. We own them anyway, so who cares? At some mm-hmm. point they'll sell. Which, right. which, you know, hey, if the auto strike goes another six months, yeah, you're right, you win. Mm-hmm. And they're probably feeling pretty confident with that decision because going into COVID and coming out of the last couple of years, they won with that logic. Because those are the dealerships that when everybody else had 10, 15 used cars on the ground, those guys still had a hundred. So they mm-hmm. were winning. Yep. So they're not changing their mind anytime too soon because they just had their strategy pay off for. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of the auto strike, that is affecting a lot of a lot of things now. But what really is gonna happen is the longer it goes, it's gonna you're you're going to see some some craziness. Uh I don't know. What do you think? I I'm I'm gonna make a prediction that if it continues to go, we're gonna see incentives being pulled on um on like the big three Chevy, Ford, and Dodge, because they know that they don't have to do that because they're not producing the cars and people want to buy them. They're gonna. will pull the incentives. What do you think?
1: Well, that that's just going to be a matter of time. There are a few vehicles that are already getting really tight. The Chevy Colorado, the GMC Canyon, they're not available right now. That mm-hmm. factory's been idled since the beginning of the strike. They're they're made right by you actually in Wentzville. So those have been uh, those have been down for a while. There's other ones that are going to start coming in. One of the big one of the two factories that produces the F one fifty was just shut down recently and more importantly ford ceo said hey we're we're done jim farley you guys got our last offer we're done so that'll be interesting to see if that last offer is good enough and if it really is the last offer because it seems to be that both sides are really kind of dug in, and yep. I can understand where the UAW is digging in because they want to have part of the EV wave that's coming, and they can read the same things we do. Making an EV vehicle requires way less people, and once those batteries are mass-produced, those cars are going to be way, way, way less expensive to make, Yep. so it doesn't bode well for a union that represents a mass amount of workers manufacturing cars. You're going to see a change in the job mix. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of why they're dug in so hard right now, because, I mean, they're they're flat saying no, and they're accelerating the strike with offers that include a 21% raise over a three-year period, cutting that two-tiered work system that currently takes eight years to get to the top pay down to three years. So, I mean, the the manufacturers have given a really competitive offer that in years past, I think would be a yes. But right now they're digging in because they see the future coming with the EV vehicles and how that's going to limit the number of jobs available.
0: That's a good point.
1: And they're looking at it in a way that the writers and the actors did, where the writers and the actors were looking at technology, they're looking Mm -hmm. at computerization of script editing they're looking yeah. at scanning in extras and saying, well hey that's going to eliminate jobs so we need to get in here now and cut this off before it ends our negotiating and i think that's why you see the actors are still out yeah so, yeah i
0: mean i think that everybody sees the writing of the yeah <laughs> i mean it, the, that's a good point the evs they're they're really going to be down in price a lot and right now they're they're expensive but like you said as they as they perfect these batteries there's less parts that go into these EVs and the way that the government is too they're they're going to not force people into to EVs they're not going to necessarily do that because but they're going to put unbelievable incentives that people are going to have a hard time saying no
1: Yeah, well, one big thing that changed, too, and we had uh, our friend Bob Kluge on from uh, Enterprise Academy Mm -hmm. talking about the EV tax incentives and how it was a Goldilocks incentive and nobody got it. Well, that changed
0: Mm -hmm. effective
1: January 1st. So if you are looking to buy a domestically owned EV, domestically produced EV, wait till January, a horrible decision to buy it before January. January 1st, you'll be able to assign that $7,500 EV credit to the dealership and get it as a rebate on your deal immediately, as opposed to for the vast majority of Americans getting nothing or getting a small fraction of the $7,500. So, effective January 1st, it becomes a real $7,500 incentive that you get. Whereas up until that point, it's a tax rebate that you only get if you make under $200,000 and yeah. you owe over $7,500 in federal taxes mm-hmm. which as you can imagine is a very 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 small number of people because the math says if you make under $200,000 it's virtually impossible to owe $8,000 in taxes. Yep. So Absolutely. a huge difference. That's going to accelerate the sales a lot.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a crazy ride watching this EV and, uh, you know, these, these workers are trying to secure themselves the future and it'll be interesting to see what, what happens from, from here. Um, for all of you that are listening, we'd love to hear some of your com- comments and questions go on, uh, the, uh, the auto authorities on our YouTube page, leave comments and questions. We'll answer all of them for you. And uh, Gerald, you know anything else that you want to
1: share? Yeah, just just one other thing because I want to get your opinion. Don't you think we're getting we're getting close to the breaking point where you're seeing a lack of affordable used cars because the new cars are being squeezed to only the most expensive of the trim levels. So people are keeping their affordable used cars and not trading them in which is making used cars super expensive. If you look at auction runs and you want to buy, you know, Chevy Malibus, Toyota Corollas, Honda Civics, Hyundai Elantras, they're not out there. Mm -mm. The rental car companies that used to sell them by the dozens. Uh, When I was at a major domestic dealership as the used car director, I could buy a hundred program cars a month, every Mm -hmm. month. Right. You, you can't do that. I'd have to cover the country to try to buy a hundred of them right now. Yep. Uh, do you think that we're getting to the point where the pendulum's going to have to swing back? Because I, I got to think there's only so many people that are out there to buy $60,000 cars. And I think the consumers are showing it because the average age of an American car is going to hit 14 years now. Those cars are so old. Banks won't even loan on them.
0: Yeah. It, it it's a good question. I think that um I think we're gonna start seeing more incentives. I, I I really do because they they have to. They have to. I don't know who's gonna hold out longer, the the manufacturers or the people that have their cars right now. But I think as soon as they start seeing incentives again, it's gonna drive people back into the market. And but I, I just think the incentives have to have to come.
1: What incentive do you put on a sixty thousand dollar car to get it down to the to get it down to the uh, four hundred dollar a month payment You're that not people going are to be, telling Grady they want to get? That will never happen. But
0: they're gonna they're gonna have special financing. They're gonna have one point nine. They may go down to zero percent. They're gonna have these things that give people these teasing. Now, granted, they're never gonna have those low rates again. But it. I think just like anything that people are going to get, they're going to have to get used to paying more money. We've gotten used to paying more money for, for, for lots of things, even just eating at restaurants.
1: Sure, it, It's sure. going to happen.
0: And that's, that's where I predict is, is that we're going to start seeing incentives again. I'm starting, you're starting to see them now, but with this UAW strike, depending on how long ago, I don't know. There's so many I don't knows right now. They, th- this could be another pandemic potential that that happens if they keep going and they don't keep they don't produce cars. Um, that's crazy. But anyway, yeah, that's what we got. Well, everybody, um, enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we will see you next week. Peace. Yeah.